Some roads you drive down, you know the exact destination. Others, well, it's a mix of many different maps in your mind. I love to study old maps. I love to be able to work out a route to where I'm headed. But every now and then, you get that glory that is driving into something that's unknown. That's what this trip is, I guess. I mean, we all know that we need to go to this devil's backbone. A closed uranium mine. Closed back in 56. I wonder what it was that closed it down. Anyway, so I'm with a couple of good fellas. Both older than me. Wiser than me. Got some stories to tell, I bet. Especially Ed Mooney. He looks like the kind of guy who... Well, you wouldn't want to cross him. Got a temper on him. Kind of strange sometimes, too. But Quincy J. Lafitte... He's a real gentleman. I think they both rubbed off on me in a way. It's hard when you're not from this part of town. This part of the States. Every now and then I think back to... What it was like back in Maine. Real quiet. Texas is quiet too, of course. And I love the land out here. It's not just the protection agency that makes me feel that. It's something about the deep roots of the place. The way in which the earth goes down. I can't explain it. I feel connected. And I love driving. I love seeing the ribbon of the road roll out away ahead of me. Every now and then a boulder comes up. Or a stretch of high rock. It swells up ahead. Like something to be driven towards. It doesn't really matter which direction. Coordinates ain't the point. It's not even topography or geography or... I can't say. Truth be told, I don't think I have a word for it. But every now and then it touches an emptiness inside me. A vacancy that I feel could be filled. And in those moments, in a secret colloquy, I get to talk with someone I know, even though I never met him. He was dead before I was born. And I have these conversations with my great uncle. His name was Carrington Carstairs. I know he was eccentric, mean, a tough old coot, but a businessman. He made deals with the railroad and sold well at the right time. He had friends with the Native Americans, or at least contacts. Maybe they weren't friends. I, I can never quite work that out. My aunt would never tell me. And my mother, of course. Well, she was a stranger to me. I don't know what kind of a confessional this is. They're just my thoughts as I drive. 
just the thud, thud of the wheels as they go over the asphalt as it rolls away. Up into Texas. Up into the mountains. Up into those mine-laden hills. I feel like there's a calling there. Don't think I'd ever have the guts to say that to someone, but... Occasionally, just occasionally, it feels like there are some whispers of a destiny. I sound silly. I packed the old skeet gun just in case we have any coyotes or the like. But I fancy setting a fire up by those ridge mountains. The devil's backbone. Be good to have a fire and take a moment before we take those samples, test them out. See what happened to the water there. There are a few scattered towns and villages there that I figured could use some more water. Hell, couldn't we all? On a day like this, hot as a high school prom night with a whole bunch of beautiful boys and girls attending. Hotter than hot. That's the kind of heat you bring your cool beverage on. Mooney's looking at me like I don't know where I'm going. Maybe he's right. I could do with some advice from the old guy. What hasn't he seen? But all the time Lafitte's in the back there talking to some spider he has in a box? Or is it a bottle? I can't remember. Strange old pair. I think you'd like them, Uncle. I think you'd like them. I hope you'd like them. I do. I like them a lot. The Apocalypse Players present Highway of Blood. A Call of Cthulhu scenario by Alex Guyot, Ian Christensen, and DeVay Brian Jackson. With Dan Wheeler as Quincy J. Lafitte. Dominic Allen as Edward Ed Mooney. Joseph Chance as Beverly Jack Carstairs. And Dana McAleer as the Keeper of Arcane Law. This is based on a true story. Part 15 Paradise Lost I use the butt of the bazooka to to smash them out. Exactly. Smash the detritus out of the way. And you slam it closed. Um, And just as you do, as, as the iron doors close and they lock just behind you, click into place, you hear this... 
these these two giant snake heads hitting the metal doors from the outside and you realise just how close you were <laughs> and as the, the resonance on those those slams against the door pull away you realise that you're just left there in the darkness of the mines shit <laughs> shit <laughs> um, and you, you hear them bang a couple more times on the outside and then there's a pause and after a while you figure they they must have uh, you know either lost interest or be trying to find another point of ingress how, how many of those matches you got uh, it's a it's a pack of well, it's a pack of 3,000 safety matches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, extra long, right? Extra long. Well, that's a real stroke of luck. Extra long. I think, to be fair, it's a pack of probably about 100 kitchen matches, so yeah. let's say there's, like, 60 in there. Say, so, um, <laughs> is that a... One of you want to give me a shirt? I'll stick it stick it in this and we'll we'll make a torch. Hey, that's a good idea. Uh, sure. Because I've got this empty bazooka that doesn't really do anything. I'll right, take my shirt off. Yeah, yeah. I'll rip off the tatty old bloodstained shirt. Win in Rome. He fit me right anyway. Oh, I froze. Ah, shit. I walk over and kiss him instantly. <laughs> well, shit. I don't, I don't. But I think there is a sort of weird compulsion in that moment to sort of engage with his nudity. The whole scenario just ends with you guys making out in a tunnel. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He's, he's had some dalliances either side of the line. Of course Dom's signal cuts out as soon as we're down in the mines. Of course it does. Well, it makes sense. It makes narrative sense. That's the annoying thing. Ah... <sighs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I help you. I help you wrap the wrap the shirt around your. Um, is he? Is it, it, it? Are you suggesting you wrap it around the bazooka? Yeah, because the bazooka's one shot, right? Yeah, the, fired it exactly. Yeah. So now, so the sort of what would you call it? The launcher, basically. Yeah, the launcher with shaft. Yeah. So I. So I'll turn. I'll turn that into the. Um, putting that well away from the uh, the flamethrower, and I'll give that to you, Lafitte. Great. So I, I light it. And what can we see? You can see the Wi-Fi going down. No, what can I see in the mines? <laughs> no, you can see the uh, the tunnel stretching away from you down into the uh, the underbelly of the hills. I said, we've got to get down there, we've got to get down there. Uh, what, 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 do you, what do, you, do you think we need to go, or we just chuck a couple of sticks of dynamite down there? What, what did your friends say? What... No, I, th- I think that's our, that's our last, best, perhaps the ultimate prize move. Maybe that's our queen move, you know? We get the queen to the right position, and then we sacrifice her. I don't mean us, I mean, like, we, that's the dynamite. We use the dynamite there, and we'll set it on fire. Um, if it's helpful, or if it's not, actually, um, but Jack, you hear this voice saying... Uh, do not destroy the passages. We can use them to build our new colony. I think. I think. What's happening to your face there, Jack? Looks like. I. I. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I. 
Yeah. I think, no, we don't, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. We'll just get killed in amongst the mines. We need to clear it. We need to clear it. Yeah. And I can see um, Mooney looking at us both with this, this face of uh, <laughs> like utter bafflement and confusion. Um, and uh, it's, it's critters, right? We've got to clear it of the critters. They're in here. Exactly, yeah. We, uh, uh, Mooney, you want to stay up here and watch the door, or...? Uh... No, no, come come with us. Just come with us. Just take your time. Get your memories in place. No, 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 don't say anything. Don't say anything. You don't need to speak. Just think it through. It'll all slot back together. I'm sure it will. Yeah, just take take your time, Mooney. It's uh, it's been, it's, it's been a, been a hell of a day. I bet you can't remember anything since uh, s- sometime this morning. Listen, I, I know this sounds crazy, but I feel like I'm I'm trapped in a devil's bargain and we've run out of time. Yeah, I, I feel the same. I, I I feel like maybe the two of you could get out of here and I could go into this mine and do what I have to do. But those snakes, I don't, uh, unless somebody, and somebody does turn up, but I don't think that's not going to be for another half an hour. <sighs> None of this makes any sense. I, I slumped down, but I, but I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm on one knee and I look up at you, Lafitte, and I say, it is like chess. I can see that now. If we make the wrong move here, it could cost us dear. What do you reckon? I, uh... I don't know, Jack. I... Everything that's happened in the last... I was going to say 24 hours, but it's... It's been a a week, hasn't it? I say, sort of like rubbing the stubble on my face. I say, I... I don't know. Why haven't they sent anyone after us? We should have reported back by now. Why? Why? We've been left for dead. Just another missing car. Just another license plate ending up on that bar, right? Maybe... Maybe we are dead, Jack. As good as... No. No. There's a there's a there's a timber-lined house up in Maine, New England, and I'll get them to fly us there. I swear it. Or maybe even maybe even the holiday cottage. Hey, listen, I I ain't got the constitution for Maine. I'm I'm a southern boy. I I, I step up and I grab you and I go, "You don't need it. You don't need it. They'll take us there. You too." You, t- you too, Mooney. No, no, don't speak, Mooney. Don't speak. Save it. Save it for your memories. Stitch your memories back together. I can see your mouth moving, and I can, I can hear some words. But I don't want, I don't want to understand. Right, right. We don't need to understand now. Let's just go. Let's go. Let's go deeper and down, and we'll find what we need to find. Steady and slow and quiet, and let's find what we need to find. All right. Let's do it. We- We'll stick with you for now, Jack. I, I hear I hear you. Your offer of a sacrifice is heard, but I think we are all we are all pirates on that same ship. 
we will we will go down together with this ship and unless 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 something else presents itself but for now we'll follow you jack uh, i'm just going to say that mooney agrees <laughs> um especially with his amnesia i think uh yeah, he's going to be accompanying you. Um, so you... Oh, still not working. Oh. Huh. That's odd. Oh, hey. He's back, he's back. Ah, bonjour. I'm back. I'm back, baby. Bonjour, bonjour. Bonsoir. Ah, bonjour. So I think, Dom, did you leave us just as the the snakes were banging against the door and uh, everything went dark. Yeah, yeah. But I've got amnesia, so it could it could it could come in about to five minutes. <laughs> Where am I? Yeah, yeah. Oh, all that's happened is well, you're just being led through um, some show caves or something by some old friends of yours. Who are these? These old friends of yours? Is it your mother? Your sister? Is it your birthday? Where are we going? Someone was knocking on the door. Mooney here. You're back. I, I was worried there. You ended some kind of um, cata cata cataplex catapleptic. What what's the word there? I'm looking for Jack. I'm losing my words. Cataleptic. Cat- Cata- catatonic. Cata- catatonic. Some kind of catatonic state. Wait a minute. It's dark down here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got a flaming torch. Yeah, we've got. Uh, g- give me the torch. We've got a flaming torch. We've rigged one up. Give me the torch. Whoa, whoa, whoa there, Mooney. What what are you going to do with it? I'm going to hold it out so I can see. It's okay. It's mighty dark down here. Oh, shit. Yeah, because this is his fucking problem, isn't <laughs> oh, it? Of course. Uh, I have this listed on the sheet. <laughs> uh, how convenient. Um, well, okay, if it would make you feel better, I, I guess. It made me feel a lot better. Yeah, well, then take it. Could you all do me a listen roll? I take the flame and I keep it horribly close to my face. <laughs> I kind of a way like almost covered the hairs it. of the hairs of your beard are sort of not not catching fire but sort of like singeing singeing curling twisting, up yeah. yeah turning to glass <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I failed my listen I failed my listen I I have failed my listen okay so none of you hear what you might have heard um, but yeah, none of you feel quite alone either. Uh, in these caves as you travel deeper into their entrails and um, and as you move down slowly um, over the sort of rocky and shale underfoot um, with this, this torchlight um, you see two passages opening up in front of you a fork in the road Is one darker than the other? Yeah, left seems darker I go- somehow Let's go right um, that all right with you, Jack? Suits me. Wait, wait. Let me let me see. And I take a few steps down the darker path. <laughs> uh, and I look back at them, and then I say, just just wait here, trust me. And I've got the flamethrower with me, but I don't light it yet. I mean, I'm, I've got a rudimentary understanding that I, w- I might need to light it, I think, before I can even be ready to fire it. Yeah. I think it's like a pilot flame, right? And then Yeah, like a... Uh, a flint, like a zippo on the end of a rifle or something. Kind of links. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you have to set it, don't you? Yeah. Zippo and an aerosol. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but I don't think that's I don't think that's lit yet for fear that I'm just going to blow us all up. But I take a couple of steps into the fuller dark, so I think maybe all you can see is sort of a vague sense of the back of my naked body. Um, and I and I just whisper, I don't have a map. Can you hear me? I don't have a map. Is there nothing? Is there nothing? Nothing uh, that you can sense. I mean, you know, it, maybe it's the echoing, the sort of the dripping off the cavern roof. Um, you know, and you don't know how deep you are now, you know, and maybe that's something to do with it. But, um, yeah, the, you get no response from the darkness. Are you right there, Jack? I'm going to I'm going to try and reach out to the Migo using my understanding of them. Right. Uh I think I think what I start I start by saying by the by the goat of a thousand young by the mother that walks in the wood. I need guidance. Oh my Christ alive that is a 05 on an 8. I'm not kidding you guys. Ah! Great. That's a Cthulhu Mythos 05. On an eight. Your mythos rolls have been that really, is insane. Really I mean, I did have those double seventy-five intelligence fails <laughs> that have kept me honest at least. But that is zero fucking five. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out by an invocation towards as as my understanding of it is. Is this the right path, spirit? spirit who speaks with the ones that fly between worlds my uncle my great uncle is this the right path ask them if if my words are not enough tell me now jack you all right one moment he, he does this from time to time only don't worry he's he's got friends he's he's speaking to friends i don't quite understand it but it, it, we just have to trust him friends in the dark you saying he has friends in the dark? No, I, I don't believe. I think his friends want us to to, to defeat what lies in the dark. That's I met something I down in the dark once in a cave like this. I met something, something touched me on the face. Okay, Mooney, it's all right. It's all right. I, I'll make sure nothing touches you on the face. It wasn't natural, all right? It was an insect, big insect, maybe a little man, maybe a little... <sighs> The imagination plays tricks, you know. Jack, with your um, immense success um, you, and your invocation into the dark, you do hear faintly again this sort of crackling, like the wind casings of beings like many legs, like like a detuned radio, but you you hear fainter than before, but you do hear a voice. And it says, Follow your friend. The other passage to the spawn. And then it, it, it disappears again into the darkness. I, I think I say, wait, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, and I walk back up and I say, of course, I've been a fool. It's this way. It's this way, and I take them. I take them back up into the 
to the right-hand side, into the lighter side. It's this way, I say. Yeah, we're going, Mooney. See, nothing to worry about. We'll go this way. Better for you, I think. Yeah, that's right. You never know what's in the dark. So, as you make your way down this this left-hand tunnel, and it does seem lighter somehow. I mean, it's hard to tell because the torch is quite close to you and it's casting these big shadows up against the the rock walls and you realise the sort of dripping from the cavern it's sort of there's this slight sort of stream like a trickle going down underfoot under the loose rocks um, and it sort of twists and turns a few times you're definitely going down and deeper into the, the heart of the mountain um, and then suddenly it sort of opens up slightly um, you can see the ceiling sort of expanding away and in front of you on the level there's just this this sheen of like looks like oil at first you see it glinting you realize it's probably just it's water but so black um and you sort of the light thrown out by the torch spreads slightly and it's hard to see the other side you reckon it might be certainly about 20 feet maybe of water it seems like at first glance it might be shallow enough I, I wade confidently into it without breaking pause. <laughs> and, and if it wasn't for the for the comedy of my buttocks being bared, it would be sort of like a heroic move. But it's uh Yeah. <laughs> um Well, you, you still can't see entirely how far across it is, how far it goes, but as soon as your feet splash forward into the dark water, you see yeah. hands coming up out of the water. Ahead of you, just to the edge of your vision, these two pale hands, and then this dark, slick mass between them, this mass of hair rising out of the water at the far side of the pool. So almost like a total mirror image of you entering the water, is moving at the exact same pace. And in the dim light, you see, you just see this naked female form just walking away in front of you from the pool. This voluptuous form it seems like curved and swaying drenched in this dark water and the shape just keeps walking into the darkness away from you do we see that as well yeah who the fuck's that holy shit do you say anything to her hey there hey there hey hey there hey come back she turns Quincy and uh as the 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 flickering light catches her this pale face, dark hair, and dark eyes, you realise instantly that she is the most like, beautiful woman you've ever seen in your lives. There's something utterly like, hypnotic about her movements and the, the expression on her face seems, seems inviting, like kind, maybe like, a hint of amused, and um, she seems very lithe, in her movements and she finishes turning and she smiles this like, radiant smile at you. you you can see it clearly even across this black expanse of water um, and, and maybe it's you know a mite too wide but only in the same way Jacks can seem at times um, and her lips part again and you hear a voice saying And she uh, she smiles again, and the, the curve of her lips 
seems wicked. And Jack, considering your your recent um, amazing success with your mythos and the fact you only got a sort of whispered response, and I feel I feel you're still sort of reaching out with that that lens, that um, that viewpoint, searching for connection within. I feel like I can give you something here. Can I gain a Cthulhu Mythos insight into her? That's exactly what I was thinking, yeah. So, yes, you can. And I feel like, yeah, in that that mindset that you are sort of reaching out, you know, still trying to hear the, the crackling of that sort of interstellar, that other communication, you hear this voice from her and you suddenly just... It's like a pattern forms in your mind and everything falls into place. Do I sense that this is like a version of Yig? In a sense, it, it is, but not, not quite. You have this flashback. You remember the word mother flashing up on the blackboard in your mind, like mirroring where the Reverend had written Yig. It was just before you went unconscious, that word mother flashed up in the same curling text, and that connection seems to become more tangible. You, you think of also of the whispered voice you heard outside the tents all those days ago now in the heat. The whisper. Which said... And you realise that it's the same voice, the same presence, although you've no idea why it was that she spoke to you then before in the blistering heat by those tents. But you remember that name you've heard before as well. And you realise that this is her that's her name and she must be the mother to all those others who worship Yig the reverend certainly to to those who control this town and she must be the true servant the others are all pawns she just exudes this power and she communes with Yig and now you know her name I turn to the other two and I say Time to make a deal. Is that is that your friend? That 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 who you were talking to? I think that's I think that's her. I think it's no, it's not the one I'm talking to. I think that's that's what this place is. And we should kill it. Wait, 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 look at it. You don't want to kill that. Wait, wait, wait. And as you're all there grouped together, whispering to each other in the dark, she's just paused there at the other end of the pool, sort of half in, half out of the light, sort of flickering between the two, naked, up to her knees in the black water, sort of looking back towards you expectantly, sort of swaying slightly in in the darkness of this tunnel, only lit by your own devices, like a ghost or... Like something. I've got an idea. What if we... What if we say that people are coming? What if we say that people are coming? And I go right... I go really close to them now, and I sort of grab both of them and pull them in. Why? Yeah. And I say, oh, what if we say that both of... We, we know that people are coming. Government people. And they're going to look too deep. And, and she, 
her game is going to be spoiled. The hunt's going to be ruined, and 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 that's why other things are co- other things are coming down, and 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 she's got to move. She's got to move on, and uh, Jack, if she's the power of Yig, if she's called the cause of all this, we don't want her to move on. That'd be worse than her staying here. What you cause havoc somewhere else? Death, and destruction, and madness and sickness. We need to. <laughs> Either we just get the fuck out of here now, or we destroy her. I turn to Mooney, and I say, "Light the beacon," and I lift the I lift the nozzle, and I'm not looking at her because if I look at her, I feel like I'll get weak on this point. Well, something dark and beautiful moves behind her eyes. It could be pleading, it could it could be malice, it could be amusement, it could be anything. And uh, But I'm not looking at her. <laughs> oh, no, it even, it, their eyes are there. I see the pleading in her eyes. Uh, I'm not looking at her, and uh, I, I raise the nozzle, and just moments before I have to make a yeah. sanity check, clearly. Uh, well, maybe, maybe that's the thing. Maybe I, I go... Maybe it is right, right. And I take the strap off, and I, and I, and I say, light it. And also, maybe you realise that the the flamethrower only has about like twenty five yards range or so, and she's flickering in the light, but she seems just past that. So you realise you'll have to take a few steps further into the water. Per- perfect. And I, I I say, light it, light it to Mooney. And but all the time, as I, I'm not looking at Mooney. I look at Lafitte, and I go right up to Lafitte into his myopic uh, presence, and I say, you've got to do it. Don't look at her eyes. I can't see her fucking eyes, Jack. Just fucking do it. I, If I look at her, I'll be too weak. She'll make me mad. She'll make me want her. I can feel it already. And I just sure. put, the, I put the strap on him. And I sort of, I, 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 I do an, a, a crude mimicry of that moment where Mooney and Lafitte were aiming the gun together. Mm. And I turn, but I'm not really looking. I'm just sort of pushing Blinding it around. Blinding yourself to it, yeah. At the same time as Mooney is. Yeah, well, I like the, I like the, the igniter on the flamethrower, whatever they're called, with a torch. Yeah, and as that flame sort of flickers and spills out across the, the black surface of the water, it goes... Oh, to, even before I pull the trigger? Uh, uh, no, just the... It's OK, Dan, sometimes this happens. It probably has never happened to you before, but as a, a slightly older man, I can tell you that sometimes it just ignites and you don't even know it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you see a beautiful woman. <laughs> As, as the player who, you know, Stein, Steinweg, Steinweg had this problem. Maybe, like, I can see Joseph's <laughs> weakness. And I, I, I have to look, and I start to push him, but I, I have to look, and I see this incredibly beautiful woman. Yeah. And my hands grip on his shoulders, and I'm really fighting. And I, I, I don't know what to do, but I'm, like, you can feel my nails digging into your shoulders, I think, in that moment. I'm, like, really... My, my foot steps into the water I say I look down at my feet and I say the parasite the parasite draws the grasshopper into the water and I take another step yeah and I say what's the range on this thing am I in range I don't know I think it's about page 384 in the rule book <laughs> squeeze the trigger Quincy and just start running 
I do. And when Mooney says that, I do, I say. <laughs> uh, if you want the deets, it's like 25 yards approx. So um, you you feel like you might be like three off where you are I, now. When I take three bold steps and pull the trigger. He starts early. Great. Um, and as you do, could you do me a luck roll? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, he does have some, but not much. Fail. By the looks of his face, it's a fail. Uh, yeah, my luck is 14. I rolled a 17. <gasps> so as you step forwards and you're, you're just about to ignite this trigger... That's cool. What do you say? Do you, do you say anything as you're about to light her up? Uh, no, I don't think I do. <laughs> no, you don't. And um, something wraps around your ankle and just pulls you under the water. <gasps> and the others just see you like... <gasps> and you see the pilot light goes out and Quincy and the flamethrower both disappear under the surface of the water. And that the flame going out makes the light shift darker again and the surface rippling just goes black. All right, so I, I like dexterity seventy. Can I try and dive for it? Yeah, go for it. S- swim check. Do you want to swim check? Uh, I guess if you're d- diving properly into it, then yeah, swim. <laughs> yeah, for fuck's sake. <laughs> swim twenty five, guys. That's an extra. That's an extra five, isn't it? I think I spent five there. Yeah, you spent that five. Was it worth it? Yeah. Mm, well, I can't spend any luck, and I've rolled a forty one, so it's not a good swim. No. So I, I think I, I try and dive, but it's a bit of a belly flop. Well, you do go under. And you, you realise there must be like a shelf or a drop-off or something because you go straight through. Um, you don't hit any rocks or anything and the, the cold just knocks the breath out of your lungs. Um, but as you sort of whirl around, you, you, you can't grasp at anything. You can't see. And you, you just thrash about for a moment and then you have to burst back up into the air. You're, you're just like, fuck, I can't see. Because even if you... Obviously, if you dove even deeper, like there's no way you can get the light to, yeah. to follow you. Um... Yeah. And Mooney, yeah. you're there with the the torch still um, on the bank, just sort of. of uh, I'm I'm scrabbling to get a frag grenade out of my pocket. Great, yeah. Uh, and uh, Lafitte, could you give me uh, a strength roll? God, I thought I was a gunner. I probably am. Yeah, no good. That is a fail on my strength. So you feel these these tendrils or whatever they are wrap around you even further. Like one one seems to cling to your inner thigh and almost goes round and up your back, and another one's coiling around your neck. And you just you feel this force just pulling you down deeper into that freezing cold water, and you you can't see any light anymore. Um, and the others of you, uh, well. I didn't want to interrupt, and in all fairness, I, I can't really interrupt Mooney's high dexterity, and he got this frag grenade, right? I mean, yeah. So, Don, were you gonna? Were you gonna drop that? Throw it? I, d- I don't quite know what you were gonna do with that. Are you holding that move, or are you? Are you I'm gonna throw it? it at this woman. You wanna? Yeah, that's what I got. This impression, like I've already done this dive, right? So we'll probably die. <laughs> sure. I feel like. Is it, I mean, obviously, don't kill us all, right? Well, we'll we're, see. We're underground, right? Well, maybe do. Maybe do. Maybe do. It's your call. Are you underground? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> is this is this insane? Am I, I am insane. 
Yeah, um, you sure are. So you're throwing a frag grenade at the woman? Yeah. Great. So as you launch it towards her, you you see this snapshot of her sort of... It's like she's shifting slightly in place. She's still lithe and swaying, but she does seem to have turned and be moving away in that flicker of the light into the dark again. Um, and as it sails through the air, this moment sort of stands still. Um, Quincy's being sucked down into the black, into the void. And Jack dives after him. He comes back up to the surface, coughing and spluttering. And then there's this... This like white light for a split second. Um... And Quincy, I feel like it orients you for a moment. Like, just as you, you feel like you're running out of breath, you suddenly, this this flash, you briefly see which way is up, which one's down. Um, and also the things which have been holding onto your body, they seem to, like, sort of pulse away, judder off you momentarily, like, loosen their grip. Um, and the other two of you, in that white flash, you you see nothing of the, the woman again, but you're... Oh, shit. You're still there, standing in this dark cavern with your ears ringing. I think I just go, Lafitte, 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 and, I, and then I, I, I'll, try and, I'll try and swim down again if, if there's been no sort of yeah. frag coming across my face. Uh, I'll try not, should I try and, uh, is that like a push swim roll or do I just kind of swim slowly? Can I just swim slowly? I mean, uh, I, I think it would be a, a push swim roll really. Although if you're just like if you're just doggy paddling, you know. Um, also, your your ears are still ringing, but you can see like little ripples on the surface of the water from like, bits of rock falling from the the cavern roof. Like nothing massive. You you get so you get the sense that the frag did do some structural damage to the tunnel around you, but luckily it hasn't caved in or anything. Um, but are you are you are you striding in? Are you diving back in? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I guess I probably have to try and push it, right? I think I have to push it, otherwise I can't help him. I'm just worried he's... I mean, you don't have to, no. I mean, he... Is this, is this, is this the kind of time that a man can drown? Is that you know, he, he might be able to still fight his way out. I mean, he's been let go of. But, um... but I don't know that, though. I yeah, don't know not that you know that. <laughs> I'll try pushing it. Okay, cool. Oh, my God, it's a 22. Justice is done. Oh, wow. A 22 on a 25. I've passed a pushed swim roll. Fantastic. So you, you dive back in, and you almost immediately see this, this shape as he's sort of writhing in the water. He's trying to swim up towards the light, but he's kicking up bubbles. They're not too far down from you, and you just push towards him, and you hook him under the arms, and you manage to pull him up and break the surface with this huge splash. And you, you drag him the... F- a few feet back to this the shallow pool uh, onto the land and you both <laughs> cough up water and uh, I can't believe you lost the flamethrower Jesus Christ man no I don't say that I don't I go oh god Lafitte oh Quincy something's down there something gra- something grabbed me you went under grabbed me you went under like Mooney Mooney threw a grenade like tentacle or uh, some kind of Snake. We've got to get out of here. Where is she? Where's the woman? I don't know. Did you get her? I don't want to see her yet. I and you all hear from the darkness this voice saying, I didn't realize you'd be so hostile. Oh, God. I thought we could be companions. I thought men of your intelligence 
None of us understand what the hell you're doing here. We, not, none of the townsfolk would tell us, you weird, creepy priest. So why are you in my home? Because we can't get out. We can't escape. You won't let us. You murder everyone who comes here. Everyone who steps... Have I murdered? If you speak of slaughter, that is only carried out by the strange, silly mammals who follow my son. It is not my concern. Such trivial beings should not concern us. Right, that's it. I pull out one of the grenades in my pocket, and I pull out the pen, and I throw it down the, down the mine shaft. He's so fast, I think I say, What? And I say it in this voice that is resonant with a richness that I do not possess, yeah. as Beverly Carstairs. But it's too late. Right. It's too late. And in that moment, you, you hear a voice sharpen like her eyes are narrowing at you, and you hear her say, <laughs> And then you just hear this, and there's this flash. And could you all give me a luck roll? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? Um, give me a power roll. Oh, yeah. Well, you fucked me there because I've got. <laughs> oh, your power's really low because you're on a twenty-five, dude. And you're no. You know what? You know what? It's it's fine. I can spend. I can spend. I can spend the luck to make my power pass. It's fine. I have passed my power roll. I've spent three luck. Three? Is that all? Yeah. I've passed my power roll thirty-seven on a forty-five. As it happens, which is a fluke. So in that moment, you you see this flash, and in the blast, you. You see a last glimpse of this this woman. She's further away down the tunnel, but like, but facing you again. And the shine off it, just in this moment, seems to illuminate her skin in a closer way than before. And you you see that the, the curves of her hips and thighs, uh, her body, it seems to be textured in that moment. It seems to have like scales, possibly this this like diamond pattern shifting across, and the. The last thing you see is her face with these dark eyes contorted, suddenly hissing at you out of the black and the sharpness of her teeth. And she seems at the last moment to lengthen somehow, like elongate. And then the explosion cuts everything back to dark. But that that image of her like stays sort of printed on your retina, shining, and you're not sure it'll ever disappear. <laughs> but... Um, as you stumble back, and you 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 know you're you're wet, I mean you're soaked through, and you sort of make your way out of the water and up back into the tunnel you came down from. You realise the tunnel does seem to be crumbling from above, and your ears stop ringing slightly as they as they gradually calm. You see rocks falling around you, and you hear them, and you you step backwards to avoid any sort of falling debris. Um, you hear this call back to you one last time and it feels like she's trying to pull you towards her into the falling rocks back into the water and she says don't leave me here you could be so happy here me 
but you all succeeded on your power rolls, so you continue, you, you turn away, you tumble over each other, and you're, you're dragging each other, you're pulling each other through the tunnel away as the rocks sort of fall around you and the water splashes at your feet and you get higher and higher. You feel like you've, you've crossed that, that fork in the path, but you're, you're not certain, and all you know is that you're going up, and surely that must be the way out of it. And suddenly, at this turning, the flaming torch that you've still got lit, you, you suddenly you see this this change this something on the floor is it like is it one of those nests of of daddy long legs you know those those churning sort of furred things you realize no it's this this small group of those silver-eyed creatures those ape-like things facing you but they're all like in rows and they seem to have their heads bowed and they're just rocking slowly back and forth together. There's this humming sound coming from them and they let you pass through them. Um, this reminds me of something that happened before. <laughs> I, yeah. I couldn't possibly comment on that, but... Uh, <laughs> but you pass by them and um, you're still, you're, you're almost out of breath and you're, you're freezing and you're, you're sort of scrabbling your way up back the way you hope, the way you came. It feels like you're getting higher. Um, and, and just as you, you feel like you must be, you must be nearing those, those huge metal doors that you slammed closed together, the rocks falling from the ceiling, they're, they're getting bigger. And um, you see, just as you see a glint of like metal shine, you, you see it get crushed by a rock and more fall around you and you're suddenly forced to the ground and you're, the, the noise is deafening it's just sort of like this, this it becomes like a buzzing sound in your ears you feel like and, and Jack you're not sure whether that's you know them contacting you or if it's just your your eardrums bursting and, and as you try and just struggle through the rubble you know grasping at it ripping your nails out you slip into darkness. And you pass out. Place looks dead. Yep, it ain't though. Got a lot of smoke from north, up near the ridge. There's people here, or there were. Stay alert. Rendezvous two clicks northeast once the initial sweep's complete. 10-4. Entering first major construction. Saloon bar. The, uh, the last stop. No sign of movement. Bridge team. Entering via Northwest Passage now, we'll attempt to keep a channel open. Copy.
we got a body back room chest freezer that old mail not fresh looks like it might be the owner copy that we'll send in a bagging team heading out tunnels look like they've been unused for years lots of standing water advise any following teams full hazmat required noted continue Main Street cleared, no sign of movement, but no more bodies. Bank and general store sweep complete. We've got a structure up ahead, looks to be an old windmill or a water tower or something. Scorch marks around the stone, but not the source of the smoke. Continue on to Point Alpha. Ground team's gonna merge there. We'll go. Ridge, what's your ETA? Hard to say, there's a lot of debris down here. The water's making progress pretty tricky. It might take longer than expected. Copy that. Keep a lifeline, stay on comms. Three points of origin on the smoke, that's clear. We got a structure to the east that's pretty much burnt out. Looks like it uh, might have been a church. Two more pillars emanating from a kind of compound up ahead past Alpha. Waiting on ground team. Copy. There's a. It's weird tracks in the sand near the ridge. Big. Could be artillery. Tank, maybe. Like something... I don't know, something huge just churned up the ground anyway. Copy that. Keep alert, but stay on task. Roger. There's full openings down here that ain't on the maps. Loads of them. We're going to have to take them one by one. Just take the time. Mark any new tunnels for the second team. On it. Couldn't be a... Whoa. Bridge team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a cavern here, Some, something huge. What's your depth? It's... At least, and we're past... It's... We're past the... Bridge team? Bridge team, do you copy? Inside compound with ground team, quarter past point alpha. Second and third smoke columns emanating here. We've got a building down. Looks like an explosion. Second crater on the northeast side. Gonna enter and check for any active incendiary devices. Understood. Go slow. And it's huge. It's definitely carved out. Their statues look like some kind of... But their, their teeth are far too long. So, someone's been excavating it. Rich team, repeat. Losing your signal. Statues, what sort of statues? But they're not right. There's light down here. Repeat. Rich team, please repeat. Building's pretty much dust, but there's two subterranean rooms. Look like, uh, well, looks like maybe they were hidden. Looks like a, maybe a, a doctor's surgery. Gurneys and tools scattered about. Roger that. You can see where the light is coming from. It doesn't make any sense, but I'm not sure if it was organic. Advise? Confirm, Rich Team. Not sure if what's organic. Jesus Christ. Some sick shit's been going on in this place. We got two soundproof cells exposed here. Dark kennels in one, but looks like they were used for... <laughs> for 
kids. Oh, experiments, maybe? Christ. Copy. Other rooms full of, well, worse. And radio equipment. What's the name of that, that fucking guy all over the local waves? Jim Jackal or some shit? Cody Mack. That's it. Looks like our local doctor here had an alter ego. And a few other fucking secrets and all. I knew I hated that voice, the sick fuck. Stay focused. The rest of that compound needs clearing. 10-4. Oh, hold on, we got... Hey! We've, uh, we've, we've got contact. Sounds like multiple persons. Got one in sight, about 20 yards off. White male, bald. Don't engage unless they're armed. Hey, stop there! He doesn't have a firearm. Only one in sight. Stop there, man! Put your fucking hands on your head! Yep, only one visible. He's a... Christ. He's got a fucking... He's got a bolt through his head or something. Like, straight through. He's injured? Well, he's moving like he ain't. Got a very own fucking Phineas Gage. Stop walking! Confirm he's not a mark? Negative. Listen, pal. We're not here to hurt anyone, okay? We're from the... Come in. Come in. Jones here. Ground team. We're taking heavy fire. Multiple hostiles. At least two of our men down. Request immediate backup. Backup is en route, but you'll have to hold for now. Copy? Copy. Shit. There's too many of them. We need cover. Find cover and re-engage. Fall back. Well, wait. We got airborne. Something airborne. Are those choppers? Negative. No helicopter dispatch nearby. Nothing on radar either. Well, fuck. They're definitely... Oh, my... What? No, wait. It can't be. They're... 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 What is it? Insects. They're like, they're like giant fucking, oh, 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 Jesus, Jesus Christ. I... Ridge team, disengage from primary task. I repeat, disengage from primary task. Ground team in need of immediate assistance. Over. Ridge team, come in. Yes, I can't believe it, but... Cannot disengage. There's no way out. The lifeline's cut. There are, there are things down here moving. They have lights. Lights in their eyes. Ridge, make your way back to the surface. That's an order. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make any blind bit of sense. What do they want? Why, why these? These statues, these faces, why? Oh, oh, God alive. God. Respond. Oh, on the ceiling there. Oh, Christ. These children hanging. Two of them there. Oh, God. I think they're alive. But they're, they're, God, they're changing. They're changing them into... Oh, Christ. Rich team. Disengage and head to the surface. I repeat, head to the surface. Over. Rise. There are silver lights. Silver. Silver lights in there. Oh.
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of Mother of Rich team, respond. 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 Got away. Managed to managed to get away. They 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 killed them all. Who did? Ground team. Jones. Who killed them? Like, like insects, but men from above. They 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 they, they tore them up. Tore them all up. They... Situation report. How many men down? All of them. All of them. All gone. All meat. They they came down from the sky. They. We'll have someone with you soon. Just try to stay collected and tell me what you see. They they, they tore them up into blood, into nothing, and then they 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 they, they burrowed, started burrowing, digging in the cliffs. God, the, the buzzing. Oh God, the buzzing. They dug into the cliffs. Borrowed in, and they carried out the bodies, carried them out, like, like children, but like adults, but like little limp children in their, 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 their arms, or, God, if they were arms, oh God, the, the buzzing, the, the buzzing. Carried who out? Men, three men, laid them out on the sand. All right, where are you now? Don't know. Don't know. What are your coordinates? Coordinates? No, no, no. See, they, they, they came from above. They came from the stars. They shouldn't. They, they, they had. They. Oh God, the buzzing. And he, and he had blue eyes. He had blue eyes. Say again. Blue, blue eyes. One of the men had blue eyes. And they came from the stars with their eyes and their eyes and their eyes and their arms and their arms and arms and from the stars. Jones.
Well, well. Mooney, old chap. Not gonna stand up for your old pal, Fergal? I'll let you off just this once. Christ, what a mess you've gotten them into. Here, medic. Fix them up. All three of them. Underhill. Hey, I'm at the site. Yep, I'm standing in front of them now. All three. A little beat up, but alive, somehow. Well, that could be said for anyone else in this fucking place. Gonna be a hell of a cleanup job. Yeah, I got the medic looking at them now, yeah. True, true. Listen, gonna give them a sedative. Make sure they sleep the rest of it off, but... I've got a proposition. <laughs> no, not like Calgary. We're gonna clean this place up. Bag what needs bagging and get out of here. The whole bunch. Only one other survivor, save these three. Kelly Miller? The mother? Yeah, I know. Found her wandering. Pretty out of it, but she's gonna pull through. Physically, at least. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, this... this proposition. We leave him a vehicle, and we leave him. We don't pull him in. Not yet. We just keep tabs on him. Yeah, I know. I know. But the risk's worth it. And if these three survive this fucking shit show, they're... Well, they're more capable than we thought. And they'll be useful. Just not yet. So, we... We let them go. We keep a healthy interest, and then... Yeah, exactly. And when we're ready to come back into the fold, maybe we bring them in with us. Delta Green could do with a couple more talented folks. Especially with what's coming. Yeah. And you. Underhill out. You wake up and it's hot. It's not it's not blistering. You you have this the sense of being in shade, but um but as you sort of uh, you uh, stretch and pick yourselves up, you you realise it must be midday or or so, and uh, and you're you're there as you were. You're either naked or semi semi naked, semi clothed. But there's <laughs> there's no weapons or tools around you. You've got no bags or anything. And um, you you pick each other up, I think, and you you make your way slowly down the hill like you're in a daze sort of bypassing the town on the left um, the main town but um, the heat's intense but I think you're so surprised at being alive that I don't think you really register it you're just you're uh, just happy not to be stuck down in a, a frozen lake at the bottom of the world um, and as you wander through the, the land sort of uh, 
besides the, the the main street, you you make your way slowly past the houses and the buildings, past the the churned up sand. You have you, you've the memories of those giant snakes over there. Was that a hallucination? Was I dreaming? You're not sure, but you, you pass these tracks and you you see the burned church as well. The the blackened timbers of it sort of jutting up, crooked, burned to nubs like a like a set of rotten teeth in a a dead jaw. Nice work, Jack. Um, then you see that the tents have gone. There's there's only cracked sort of red soil on your left where they were. The place feels like a ghost town to you. You're not you're not looking too closely. You're sort of drifting, but it seems empty. And then as you round the the last of the houses to your right, and you, you still haven't seen a single person. You catch sight of. Uh, the old SO garage on your right and then between you and the garage just sheen this sheen in the light uh, reflecting off the roof uh, facing outwards on the side of this dirt track there's this shining Chevy looks kind of identical to the one you rode in on almost a mirror image you might say but Far cleaner, um, seems newer, and its uh, its tires are all pumped up and and ready to go. And you, as you approach slowly, you you see that there's a, a couple of gallon water bottles sat on the floor of the back seats too. Basically, looks like it's it's been made ready for your your next adventure. <laughs> and uh, hmm. do you get in? <laughs> I um I put my hand on the on the on the door and then I just bend down obviously completely naked still. <laughs> yeah. I bend down and I look under the I look under the chassis to see if there's any kind of contraptions attached. No, you just hear a, a scream behind you as a, a small girl runs back inside a house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how low do you bend? <laughs> A whole, a whole new world, the the, lo- the lowest bend that a man can offer. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, uh, uh, and I look under, and, I, and I'm not too sure who I am when I'm doing that. No. Because Beverly Carstairs doesn't check underneath a car for a bomb. He doesn't, does he? But someone else might. But there are other people who, who might. Other people. He thinks as the heat haze turns his reflection in the car window into an oil painting. Um, and as the other two are sort of opening the doors, checking the place out for themselves, and I, I guess probably quite quickly deciding that, like, <laughs> we should at least get out of here. Um, yeah. Beverly, you see a... You notice this... It looks like a, looks like a parking ticket, like, tucked under the, the front windscreen wiper um, and you you pick it up and it's it's just a I do a blank sort of torn piece of paper um, then you turn it over and there's a so this random pencil squiggle looks at does look a bit like a snake and then you realise that there's a phone number scrawled next to it but you don't recognise the number or or the area code um, 
you'll have to look into it. And uh, do you get in with the others? I turn to uh, Lafitte and Mooney and I say, so where are we driving, gents? I I think maybe we want to get you to a gentleman's outfitters. (laughs) Sounds good to me. You know one, Mooney? Uh, Not in these parts, but uh, we take a trip to El Paso. Might be able to help you out. The rusty anchor it is. El Paso's as good a place as any. I sure could do with a cold beer. Yeah. Yeah. I I wonder what happened to old Jacob Blackwood. (laughs) I might try and find him again. I wonder what happened to John Thunderbird. Who? Thunderbird? Captain Scarlet. Wasn't that his name? Uh, It was John Thunder. I don't know who you're talking about. All right. What about you, Lafitte? I, I, I just look at him and give him a meaningful look and say, Yeah, I, I think you must be thinking of somebody else there. And, but give him a meaningful nod. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Yellowstone National Park explodes. Uh, the super caldera underneath it uh, erupts and it, it moves through... Uh, Colorado and New Mexico and into Texas and everything is thrown into darkness and uh, humanity as we know it is destroyed mm-hmm. so uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice Boom. I think just before that happens I say just before that happens. you know what I think that was a strange experience there but I really thought sorting out those mines was going to take a few days we did it in an afternoon Strange that. Although I feel like I'm forgotten something. I really am going to vote Carter. I really am. Oh, yeah, we're all going to vote Carter. I mean, he he builds houses in his spare time, the little old man. You know, who doesn't love that? Yeah, I might might even vote myself. (laughs) Yeah, who knows? And as this lovely conversation about the democratic process in America continues um, the engine revs and the tyres squeal and you you shift the Chevy out onto the asphalt the proper asphalt, you know the main road, the highway and you get a moment, just a moment of feeling human again this moment of like freedom, free air rushing wind through your hair through the windows and you uh, you level your eyes at the horizon down south and you put pedals in the middle straight towards the sun This was an Apocalypse Players production. Highway of Blood was written by Alex Gilliatt, Ian Christensen and DeVay Brian Jackson. Edward Ed Mooney was played by Dominic Allen, Beverly Jack Carstairs by Joseph Chance and Quincy J. Lafitte by Dan Wheeler. 
The keeper of arcane lore was Danan McAleer. Additional voices provided by... I, uh, I know you need your rest. Th that's okay. You, uh, you got everything you need in here? I guess so. Good, good. L listen, I know it's difficult, but when you're feeling well enough, we'd love to ask you some questions. It's very important. They're dead, aren't they? Henry? Becky? James? We, uh, look, we honestly, we don't know. And we've, we've got everyone here on it looking for them. So there's a chance, at least. And, and so anything you can tell us about the people who held you captive, who, well, anything could really help. They did things. Awful things to people. I saw them. But not to me. Never to me. I I don't know why. I, uh, I saw why they kept you. And the others. That room. They're monsters. And we just need to know everything you do. To try and find Henry and the kids. And also to make sure this doesn't happen again to anyone. Ever. Okay. Uh, give me a minute. These sedatives. Um... Yeah, yeah. Uh, as long as you need. <clears throat> I, uh, I like your necklace. Henry gave it to me for our fifth anniversary. Hmm. Lucky they didn't take it. Lucky. No, I, I, I just meant. Sorry. It's okay. Beautiful, isn't it? Sure is. The uh. Yeah, that eye is pretty... Well, it's uh, pretty mesmerizing. <laughs> he said it reminded him of mine. It's green. Just like mine. Yeah, I, I see that. Well, uh, see, Kelly, the thing is, we're not really meant to allow anything like that in here. Uh, just while you're recovering, you understand that. We just, uh... Well, I wouldn't want you getting tangle up in your sleep and, uh, you know. I think I'm ready to talk now, Fergal. Oh, great. I think I'm ready to tell you all about them. Additional voices provided by Lily Marion, Joseph Tweedale, and Quizia Yamili Mercado Sinta. For more information about the podcast, visit apocalypseplayers.com or to support everything we do and receive exclusive horrors in return, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash apocalypseplayers. Good night and good luck.
Can you hear me? I don't know if you can hear me. I don't know where you still exist. Where you are inside of me or where I end and you can begin. I suppose you're like a ghost. But where we've been, what we've done, the deals that we've made, I'm going to need your help. I can't do this without you. Mooney's driving, and as I look over at him, I feel like we're in good hands. Even though only a few hours ago he was behaving like a madman, a murderer. And all the time I keep thinking about the sound of those wings and the carapaces, the sloughing off of the self, the way in which a disguise was implied that there was a buzzing to the voices that I did not understand. And yet I know it's all a part of you, a part of what you were doing and how you were looking at the world. I don't know. I know there was a holiday cottage up in Maine, in the woods. And I know, of course, there was your house. Seems like such a long time ago. But Skowigan, that was where I grew up. And the old Penobscot place. Well, I went there once. That was when I saw a portrait of you. You looked so mean. Handsome. Well refined, but hard. Mean. Something about the way you looked. Your eyes. They bespoke a cruelty that I couldn't comprehend. But now, now I think I might. When he's driving, I look back at Lafitte. He's half asleep, but his mouth is working, as if he's talking about something. Maybe it's about that goddamn caterpillar of his. What did he say? That it walked into the water and it drew something out? Maybe that's what you have to do to survive. You have to go into the place where you think you'll be swallowed whole. And maybe some of us are. But if you ain't, then maybe, just maybe, you get to walk away and make another deal. Move another piece on the board. I don't know. But she was beautiful. So beautiful. I've never seen a woman like her. So full of life. In and out, in all of the right places. God, it was perfect. Too perfect, I guess, but... 
have actually seen her. Uh, I couldn't have done the rest. I know it. I would have been no good. I hope I made the right choice. I hope I made it for you. Great Uncle Carrington. I hope I made it for you too, Mom. Genevieve. And maybe for Grandma too. Anastasia. I hope we make the right choices. I really hope we did.
All right, anyway, that's all I've got, so let's uh, leave it there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> leave it there, and I'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least you're honest. Yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, it's great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>